This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If you're looking for a place to get your teeth clean, maybe you need some dental work done, make sure to check out Green Mountain Dental Group. A lot of us here at DNVR have gone there to get everything done from getting our wisdom teeth pulled to cavities filled. They're great people. They care about you as a customer. And right now at Green Mountain Dental Group, stop in there, schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with them. They will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush, a top of the line electric toothbrush. So check out Green Mountain Dental Group today, located 15 minutes from downtown Denver and schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with them. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush today. (laughs) That's the way I think of myself. What is up, everybody, and welcome into the DNBA show, yeah. the DNBA Nuggets podcast. Let's go. Flames, fire, no vote. Uh, yeah, no I, I prefer, dude, I prefer the uh, real air horn in these in these times. In these times, in these times that we are in, we're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download it. Use promo code DNBR. You never know. Maybe tomorrow we get some crazy bets. We're all going to place together in solidarity tomorrow. Yeah, you don't want to lose. That. And then imagine not losing money alongside us. Yeah, exactly. Who would do that? Losing money on your own? <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> Guys, we got a, a great show planned for you today. I'm going to introduce the cast starting over here, the man with the wind in his hair, who showed up today on this summer day like he was getting ready to climb Everest. Well, a lot of people get intimidated <laughs> by the bright lights of the studio, start sweating, get a little hot. So Is that you? They need to wear shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. I always stay calm, cool, and collected. I think oh you're God. hiding your sweat is what you're doing. You're <laughs> All the same, dude. He's yeah, a, that's not true. He's just saying, he's saying like, in a long form, he's a goddamn pro, Adam. He is yeah. a pro. He is a pro. There's one thing you could say about him. He's a pro. <laughs> not a pro is D-Lanko. I so deeply... In so far the other direction, <laughs> whatever. Like, I mean, I do this. Am I an amateur? I don't know what I am. I'm a liability. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> and then the the wise sage of the Denver Nuggets universe. N- N- Nuggets. What is it called? Cinema- cinematic. The, universe? N- the NCU. The NCU. <laughs> the the wise old page. It's Jeff Morton. <laughs> What is up, everybody? Oh. <laughs> I like that you get into the deep voice when it's time to. What is up? No, I I, I can only talk like this on podcasts. You know? oh. Soothe people to sleep. Oh, it's very soothing. It's very, yeah, well, this very is soothing. A, we, we we put this on at the middle of the day, hoping to lull people to sleep. <laughs> so by, by all means, the opposite stay, of what we actually stay in that voice. Welcome yeah. to Siesta, everyone. <laughs> well, this is why you had me on because there was the demographic you were missing. Absolutely, it's the sleeping one, the sleeping demo. <laughs> yeah, but for real. Jeff is uh, a, a godfather of sorts of the digital age of Denver media. Um, yeah, long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> a long time. And and my former colleague at Denver Stiss, we said, you know, yeah. you were a little bit before me, but we, mm-hmm. we, we started in the trenches together, the Brian Shaw era. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun time. <laughs> Brian Shaw uh, was almost up, was up for a job. 
I know. know. Somebody this said cycle. so. Sham's report. I thought he said it was Chicago, which would have been our tourist. But then Indiana. people, Indiana, and then yeah. people said Indiana, Indiana. Yeah. which we know is no longer the case right. because uh, actually, it's we can go ahead and start. I wasn't going to yeah. start there, but it was on my list. Rick Way Carlisle. To go, Harrison. Way to go, Harrison. Rick I, I was <laughs> hoping for some Brian Shaw stories from Joe. Oh, oh, my God. Brian Shaw. oh my God, there are there's too many, many of which I can't tell. Oh, but there's has, has the has the statute of limitations. limitations yeah, it's passed. It's it passed. I think it's run out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you get slander is free now. <laughs> How about this? Uh, for his first year, Nate Robinson is is there, and uh, we walk into the locker room, and Nate Robinson is screaming at the top of his lungs and you wouldn't think someone who was my size would be able to have his voice carry in a certain way like that but not only was I he would. screaming about <laughs> Brian Shaw about Brian Shaw about Brian Shaw in the shower by the way <laughs> he was in the shower so we could yeah. it was reverberating up he, was, he wasn't singing he was a lot of really precious details <laughs> yes. here. it was it was like it was full of like words that I as a person who is not of color, I cannot repeat. Okay, all and right. <laughs> it was it was it, it, all com- exclusively about Brian Shaw. And while he's doing this, Shaw walks through the locker room. Poor guy, man. Honestly, poor guy. <laughs> he hears it and goes like this. Oh, and keeps Brian walking, Shaw. and it was one of the saddest things I've ever seen. You know what's life. funny about Brian Shaw, though, is that because he was in Indiana, do you remember when this was happening? When the team had turned on him, and it became this big public thing. Right. All of the Indiana guys were like, "How loved can you him. hate B. Shaw? Like he's the best dude. Like he's the." So he was extremely loved yeah, in the he locker room. Was looked at as a great hire when Denver did hire. Great him. hire, very lo- players, coach. They yeah. all love him, and then he gets here, and they all hate him, and like. So it's funny if you think back there, Jeff, because do you know what happened also after they fired Brian Shaw the same? I believe it was the same year. They upgraded the locker room because the locker room used to be like way outdated. Oh, yeah. yeah. The locker room used to have the old uh, maroon logo on it. That's how how long ago it was. Yeah, when you change the color scheme, you've got to change the color scheme of the locker room. Yeah. Yeah. So this was circa like 2000, and it was obviously it had been there, and it was dingy, and it was, yeah. It was good that good that they upgraded. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, it, you know, the Tim Conley era. Yeah. It, Tim Conley was the first blood in. Of, like, Josh Kroenke, I guess, is technically the first one in. But right. we'll call it the Tim Conley, Josh Kroenke era where they kind of took over. The first two years, or was it one year, was, you know, the, the locker rooms are old. Like you said, the logo's old. The players are old. J.J. Hickson and J. JaVale J. McGee and Nate Robinson. Uh, and you bring in Shaw, and he immediately fails. But part of me wonders if he was too early. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a great story about Shaw, and it, it probably encompasses why everything went wrong. The very first uh, training camp we had with him, Nate Timmons, godfather of all Nuggets bloggers, comes like with me to, uh, I think it was a training camp day. And we're talking uh, about there was this some debate about who was going to start uh, at the power forward position, uh, way be it Kenneth Fareed or J.J. Hickson <laughs> at the time. <laughs> Got to go J.J. On the, the don't miss these debates, by the <laughs> way. Like, so, what a classic was, training camp. Yeah, and it was <laughs> classic. <laughs> Looking back on that, I'm like, wow, this is we're we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. But anyway, we uh, so he Shaw gets into his you know he stands where Malone stands now, like you know, against that wall, and he said. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start J.J. Uh, Hickson at, or excuse me, uh, Kenneth Fareed at Power Forward. And we're like, oh, okay. So Nate and I go over to talk to J.J. Hickson. And we say, so what do you think about uh, Brian Shaw 
saying that uh, Kenneth Reed's going to start, assuming that he had been informed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, right. He had not been informed. Yeah, wow. His yeah. face went. Yeah. And we like, he was like, oh, man, I, I had no idea. And Nate and I were looking at each other thinking, oh, he didn't tell you? No, man. No, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a right. golden that's rule a, for coaches. Uh, yeah. Tell your players before you tell the media. Like, I'm, I'm picking up on a theme here. All of your stories involve people hearing bad news and their face changing. Yes, yeah, so we, we feeling <laughs> psychologically devastated Look, and then he, walking off. This man here came into the tail end of the of the show era. Yeah, I was there for you, one day. Right he could tell you the vibe of the locker room was, was not great. Were they, it was was it not good. Were the vibes immaculate? No, <laughs> no. Okay, cool. They were. They were. They were terrible. Terrible vibes. I mean, but honestly though there is something too this is what's so interesting about the nuggets is it's really hard to credit any one individual for the success or failures like you know along the way because we did this when it, i think we did this last year we had the big debate is it tim conley or is it michael malone that de- deserves the credit for the culture and i think it's like both yeah, and I mean, so it's so intertwined that you can't really right. tell but you look at brian shaw and he certainly 100 percent was the fall guy like he got here and everything was terrible and he wrapped it like nothing was happening. we had ty lawson and nate robinson jj right. like could gandhi could not have brought that locker room together and you know? aside well, from they won 57 games the well, year before well that, and aside from melvin hunt they won 57 games the year before then they got rid of george carl brian brian Man. shot and it all fell apart we didn't need gandhi we just need to keep george carl <laughs> that's probably fair <laughs> well it was it was he was also plagued aside from melvin hunt he was plagued by horrible assistants too mm. awful yeah some of the worst i'd ever seen uh, one one in particular was the bane of all nuggets media who? Uh, was it Bain? It was uh, Lester Connor. Oh, that's right. Lester Connor was. It, uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of things that went on during that time that were just not, about that. Were not good, and he was one of the the coaches they needed. They needed to get rid of him, and uh, that was part of the deal. He was, he was awful. Just <laughs> it, it, the whole the whole package just doesn't. Wasn't You're good. right though about Melvin Hunt, man. I love that dude. When he took over, I know. He, I really wanted him to be hired. Me too, man. I really did because he's it, in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, he's an assistant now. He's one of those guys that seems to keep being an assistant. But do you remember how much the players loved him? I mean, again, it was like the like we hated Ryan Shaw, so we yeah. loved the replacement. The assistant right. coach is always like, oh, like the players. <laughs> Kenneth Reed's first team all loves the assistant coach. You know, <laughs> yeah. remember when Wes Unseld yeah. filled in for one game and he was like dousing with water and hugging him? It was like you're the best, and it was like very clear he was yeah. like, he's like, here's the game ball, coach. Yeah, game <laughs> ball. We just want you to know we love you and we wish we, you were ours. We're just so happy a game got managed the right way. <laughs> yeah. For once. <laughs> it's funny, though. J.J. Hickson and Kenneth Farid are both like they beefed uh, ultimately yeah. at the end, unhappy with their roles, and then just were out of the league a year later. Like they were like, you know what? I'll show them. And then adapt or die. Well, it was uh, wasn't it goes. when they got Millsap that Farid was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to start. I'm the starter. <laughs> I'm, 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 like three years, 90. <laughs> that's million. honestly if yeah. you said like the top five most memorable, this will be a fun game. The like top five most memorable media moments yeah. like for the nuggets over our years that one with kenneth farid is definitely in the top five where because it was so unforced and do you remember how kenneth farid didn't show up at media yeah. day until like Soper an late. hour oh. after yep. the interview made everybody wait and then we got the text and it was like <laughs> kenneth's here by the way and like oh okay, walking out to our cars like what i remember because i was with <laughs> yeah. chad andrews was helping us at denver stiffs that year do some of the interviews and he said something like you're the longest tenured nugget which actually wasn't true he was not but he's like the longest tenured nugget how does that feel and he's like Fine, I guess. Like, like, (laughs) he was like setting him up for a feel good. He's like, no, I'm not taking it. And then it was like, I don't even remember what the question was, but he like pivoted to like, I'm just gonna put this out there. I'm a starter. It was like he came. 
He's like, I'm not answering your guys' dumb questions. I want to tell you this. The, mo- the most memorable one I ever had was Aaron Aflalo, uh after he'd been come back. So it was media day, and he was so happy. That man was so happy. Uh, it was just like, talking about the things he could do, all that stuff. And then we get to training camp, and he was the most miserable guy. I'd ever seen. <laughs> it was literally two weeks, and it was like, wow. <laughs> uh, players can force their way out of a situation. Right. Just, if you're, I mean, Bull Bull tried, I guess he didn't succeed. Yeah. Maybe he didn't. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, another top one, Austin Rivers this year. That His presser was like an all-timer. Uh, in my opinion, Will Barton. Which one? The where everybody f's with Mike. Like, everybody f's every, with Mike, yeah, man. I mean, like, uh, well, almost every. But the first one where he, because there was actually like five questions that he answered, and all of them were just so insightful on the team, and like right. great and well, it is just great. He talked about Michael Porter. It, they mm-hmm. decide who you are. So that was up there, a whole nother place in a whole nother space from Will Barton. Oh my like, God, Will Barton brought so classic. many bangers. But I don't even remember the game. I don't remember the circumstance. I just remember Will Barton was. The most supremely confident and suave person I've ever seen. You know, like it, well, the thing I hate about, that we're talking about him in the past tense. The, by the way, yeah. I'm saying in this interview. The thing uh, about the, Will, the interview. Will Barton post game sermons is Will is always the last one to shower and get dressed. Yeah. So it's just a couple reporters who hang around to the very end, <laughs> right. and Will Barton, and nobody else is in the locker room, and he would just like go on these. These speeches, man, and yeah. he just got in the zone sometimes. He was, and that was the whole nother speaking, space, whole nother place. Speaking of Aaron Aflalo, that's uh, who Will Barton came back from, and Thomas Robinson. Who, oh, that's right. Who was who was yeah. axed immediately? But it was Nuggets uh, won that trade though. I mean, just yeah. from Barton for Aflalo, like they got so many years yeah. out of Will Barton. He yep. was a very good player. One of the media day ones I remember. I think we also um, got a pick out of that. I think we also got a first round pick. We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Let's go. Um, we won, dude. Final media <laughs> one is when uh, we were all asking Jameer Nelson about being a mentor to Emmanuel Moutier. Do you guys remember was this? That oh, yeah. That was a great one. That's, and, yeah. um, was that up in Boulder? No, 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 no. It was I here. Think I think it was here. here at that might have been before Moutier's rookie year. Okay. Or maybe before second, his sophomore maybe, yeah, year. It might have been second year. But, you know, like a classic uh Cookie cutter question is always to the veteran point guard. Yeah. Oh, are you going to be like a mentor guy to Emmanuel Moody? And Jameer's like, no, man. Like, I'm, I'm trying to play. Like, I'm trying to start. Like, he, like I'll help him out, but he's going to have to just like, learn the way. Can I tell you, though? No, but can I tell you, the longer I've been doing this now, I actually respect the hell out of that. Definitely. Uh, right. Because now I feel like I better see it from Jameer's perspective because at the time we were all like, Moutier's our guy. He's the face of the future. Right. And we need someone to come in here and sacrifice themselves for the betterment of Emmanuel yeah. Moutier. And he saw beyond that where he's like, if he's good, he's going to learn from alongside yeah, me yeah, and on yeah. the court this and that and if he's not but there's no like and, and he was just with it. he's like no i'm here to compete with them i'm here yeah. to do this and it, he, i can't think of moody without thinking of harrison and the uh and what happened with ty lawson i cannot i i you the, the, video. <laughs> oh, the draft night <laughs> the, yeah. the hookah video and and you, you really get and that really wasn't <laughs> it wasn't it, it, all, it wasn't Harrison's video. You just put the video. You know, you just it was on where where was that video at? Was it on his? He streamed it live. He streamed it. it that's was right. Ob- this is why it's like, come on, no, it's yeah. yeah. It was some obscure streaming site yeah. that nobody had ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Too. This itself <laughs> is a is an interesting time capsule because nowadays, if a athlete is streaming live, that's happens every day it's like right. that's just yeah. the other thing right. at yeah. the time i remember it being like what is he doing a live stream yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. how bizarre does he not know better <laughs> yeah and honestly like, it probably wasn't as bad as it seemed he's smoking hookah yeah like 
Who cares? <laughs> it's, players do, no, that. Well, well, the players thing, do that every day. The thing that was weird about it was that he said something like, oh, see, I told you they're no. going to trade me. That's he, what was weird it about was it. It was after the Moutier pick. He said, hey, I'm going to Sacramento. Sacramento. That, yeah. was, that was the thing. Yeah. Right. I do remember Tim Conley, though, just looking like he came through the ringer as he goes to the podium and like was asked yeah. about it. He's like, I wish he wouldn't have done it. Or <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't love that he did it. <laughs> do you want me to tell you my druthers? Yeah. <laughs> you know, do you remember Gilbert Arenas, by the way? This is back in like 2004. Yes had a blog mm-hmm. he was like one of the first blog and, and it was so weird at the time and I remember people being like he's an athlete what is he doing sharing opinions you know whatever and it was yeah. dumb like he had like turns I out turns out we were all right though I don't no, no. I've got enough of these opinions I'm <laughs> saying he just was early to the game of like he was he was ahead of the curve for the Shaq was the first person I remember on Twitter Really? Jack had a, and he used to tell people where to go to get tickets and stuff, uh, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But he's the first athlete I can like really remember in like 2009-ish on Twitter. Or so It's funny to think of how these evolve over time, like Twitter. So he was using it to do these odd giveaways, and mm-hmm. now we use it to yell at each other. Yes. <laughs> about everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really we angry. should give more stuff away. To keep it moving, so Rick Carlisle's in Indiana. Um, it, he, it was funny. He did say that he hopes Jason Kidd will coach the Mavs. I like how Rick Carlisle is leaving Dallas and just throwing a match on the Mavericks. A little bit. A little bit. Like, I feel like he did. So... Rick Carlisle, a bit of an a-hole, right? That's his reputation. Yes. Not even a bit. Yeah. Let's just say it. He's an a-hole. He's like a, a really thorny personality. Yeah. Right. And so it is. I think that the little bit of this is like he's just being himself. I don't think he's being an asshole. I think he's being himself, which just happens to be an asshole. Yeah. He's. I mean, I mean what I mean is I don't think he's trying to harm. Yeah. The of course. Of course. Yeah. He's just saying the unfiltered. Know. His maybe unfiltered maybe thoughts. Maybe just a little bit. Maybe I, just a little. It's bit. possible. I, do we have any indication as to why he left? Do we know anything? Do we, do we have? Uh, any, are there I, I, any I'm little birds on the street? Luca forced him. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. I think this was. Uh, yeah. Really. I think everybody was excited Ooh, for the spicy. To move on. You know, here's the thing, though, man. We, we remember everybody got fired the same year. I don't remember what it was, 2015. Whenever Shaw, it was like around Shaw was, every NBA coach got fired. And then right. I remember we went like three years and there weren't almost no coaches got fired. And people were like, right. is the NBA over it? And no, like now all of a sudden everybody's fired again. This goes in cycles. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing I wonder. Larry Bird has the quote about no coach keeps a locker room's ear for more than three years. And that's why he stepped down. He was a great coach. Right. And after three years, he stepped down. They asked him, he's like, three years, and then players kind of start tuning it out. And I always think about that because there's very few players that are not like that. And so when we talk about Rick Carlisle, was he a bad coach? No. But maybe his time did just expire. It was like, you yeah. know what? I think there's They've something heard to that. Maybe not three, maybe like four or five. Yeah. But I think there's definitely something to that. He's he you know, Rick Carlisle, a well-known control freak, and... Also, which is one of the reasons he and Rondo clashed uh, with that whole messy situation. Yeah, but surprising. there was uh, the other part of it is that I think just you saw in this playoffs how Luca it just was very obviously wasn't listening to him. Yeah, and I think at that point you're like, well, if you, if if the, your superstar player is not listening to you, you're done, you're toast. Yeah, yeah. so you're he's really not listening to, to you or the pro gambler that's running. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I Bob bad by the pro gambler, man. We could do a whole show on that, but we won't. But it does make me wonder. Even you just think about a Michael Malone. Like I think he's obviously a great coach and he's done a lot. But mm-hmm. is there a fear at all for diminishing returns? Meaning. Just at some point, it's like you've used all your good speech. I remember my co- my high school coach. He had this the best speech of, of all time, the best speech of all time. He used it sophomore year, used it again junior year, used it again senior. It's like yeah. after a while, you're kind of like, 
doesn't have the same punch now that we all kind of know this is going. That's obviously a ridiculous example, but what do you think? That's why it works for uh, why the college coaches tend to be long-term. First, they have a lot of control. And second is that they're already cycling through players. So they're not, they're not getting tired of their, you know, shtick and, you know, harder for coaches. I mean, even Greg Popovich, Man, he doesn't have Tim Duncan on that roster anymore. Right. And Duncan was the perfect marriage with Greg Popovich. Oh, of course. And you could tell the whole Kawhi thing happens. I doubt that happens with Duncan there. I, I really oh. don't. Well, I, it, it did just, happen with him there. No, well, yeah, but I mean, it, like he doesn't for no. Yeah, Kawhi, yeah. Kawhi was like a, the better player, though. Dun- yeah. Duncan was also on his last leg. Yeah. yeah, and Dun- yeah. Well, but what I'm saying is they all respected Duncan, and he was like the voice of the coach, yeah. basically. Because, let's face it, Greg Popovich can be an asshole. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there you need a guy like that. Like for George Carlo was uh, uh, Tim Gergerich. That was his coach. That was like the 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 the, the good cop, basically, for them. Well, so, so, but are we talking about a pairing between Michael Malone and Nikola Jokic? That I mean, we could. Maybe that that's part way? of it. Is that the, yeah. they have a similar Duncan, yeah. uh, you know, relationship there? I'm just. I'm look. I'm not. This is by no. I have no critiques of Michael Malone. This isn't. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, just saying have a few. I mean. No. Well, okay. But we're not, <laughs> I'm not sitting here saying sure, like no, he needs no, to be no, fired. Of course. I'm just saying that it is a thing that it seems that there's a life cycle, like a shelf life of even good coaches. Mm-hmm. That you know expires over time. Yeah, I agree. It is. I mean, yes. If you're talking about specifically the get players to want to want run through a wall, yeah. but then the but it's in the example of the Greg Popovich of the world. Like he set forth a system that didn't require him to r- get people rah 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 yeah. all the time. So like, if you're coaching in the right way, like, and, and the, the, there's just different styles of coaching. But like, so if you're coaching from a cerebral way yeah. in a cerebral way then you can go have a long but tenure but you remember the, the nuggets beat the spurs a couple of years back in the playoffs and and popovich is like telling him to foul they don't then yeah. he kind of just sits down <laughs> and i'm telling you i think part of him was like he just knew yeah. he's like i you know i get him to foul i call a timeout i give him the speech and we go back he's like these guys are done Dude, it's, it's, it's no <laughs> league for old men no league for he was just like because you see him on the bench he's like all right well Good year. Not going to complain. Loses the tie. Loses the tie. Yeah. It's this weird, crazy, well, crypt keeper hair. Pop has a, has a place uh, here in Denver. He does a favorite restaurant he goes to. And sometimes, and this is true, Noodles? he'd get thrown out just so he could get to early. To oh, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Got to so, hit that happy hour. Yeah. Still going on. <laughs> so yeah. Like you try getting a seat at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> yeah. <after Cheesecake. laughs> uh, real Spaghetti quickly, factory. we should talk about Bucks Hawks because it was a freaking great game. Yeah. The playoffs have been so awesome. They've man. been incredible. They've been so great. Mm. It makes me like. Filled with joy and regret and longing. Like, regret. I'm so conflicted. Such longing. Um, Trey Young uh, remains my favorite player. He's past Nikola Just like Jokic. That. Wow. Yeah, it's already wow. no, All right. Maybe not that quite that hard. But he is, like, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm a complete 180 on him over the last year or so. He's fantastic. I love the way he plays. I love the spirit he plays with. I love the competitive gusto he yep. plays with. And also just the belief in... Oh, I, I'll, first I'll ask you any questions about the uh, about the game. I mean, did you, it was you, great. Yeah, I, I watched the whole thing. I loved the shrug. Oh, <laughs> the shimmy after he uh, got rid of uh, Drew Holiday on that fake. I, I just was like, okay, this is this is where this is going. And I'm all I'm kind of. I mean, Matt Moore's. I don't know if he's watching this right now. I am very mad on the Bucks, and <laughs> I think I'm rooting for the good story. And I really think the Hawks are the best story right now in the, in the NBA. Don't you feel like, though, the story... You can mind a good story out of any situation. The story where Giannis Antetokounmpo it's a good story. does good not story. decide to go to a major market like Los Angeles. Uh, he stays in Milwaukee. That's a good story. He brings to them the championship that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did not deliver. Or did he? 
whatever. He, the point being, it's did. like the point yeah, being is that that the little guy, the little guy gets rewarded for cheating. Yeah, yeah, he definitely did. What doesn't matter? That, that part, that part, I obviously added in. The, but just in current, in the current day, the current day NBA, like we need the story of a, a, a superstar story. deciding to stay in a small marker and is rewarded for yeah, it. Right. That's a better story. That is a good story. It's a really yeah. good story. Uh, Phoenix is a good story to me too. The Clippers are even kind of a good story. It's weird, man. I, 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 can't, I can't root for the Suns. I'm sorry. You can't root for them. No, I could do it. They beat the Nuggets. I can't do it. The Clipper story is a good one because they is lost it? Kawhi and like Paul George. Although he just choked, he might have choked it's away not, this. It, the problem story. with the, the the problem with the Clippers is that they were born of. That's uh, true. That's they, true. They, they, I mean, they were they were an, a, a an abomination. But it's a little bit of they were given the key. They stole the kingdom, and then it was taken from them, and now they have to rise again. There's a story like that. I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> the lob to Collins off the backboard in the playoffs. That's great. The balls on Trey Young, man. This is what I appreciate about him, man. He just is such supreme belief in him himself yes and dude he is like full napoleon complex but he might be napoleon yeah, he actually is. He's, actually napoleon. he's the first guy with napoleon complex since napoleon to actually be good but just like you're in a tight game and allegedly that's a play they always just dick around with it proud you know how you always have a shot you try or whatever right they always try this and they're like hey Perfect instance. We can do it. Close game of a must win. <laughs> first game of the playoff. Let's just F and do this. And it was perfect. And it was like, come I, on, man. I, I was more disappointed with, or not disappointed, but on the relative scale, sorry, was the, uh, was the running a play for, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Connaughton. Connaughton. Oh, no, they God. didn't run the play for him. I know, but I mean, God, that was not only was that bad, that whole scenario bad, but uh, he shoots like an air ball, basically. Dude, Connaughton. Like, not basically. It was, it was, yeah, it was no basically an air ball. Nowhere close. I thought for sure it was in, too. It looked great <laughs> for, like, for the TV angle. It was like perfect shot. Dude, the shot. second Wait, he lined what, up, what I could the, tell his launch <laughs> angle was too. Like, it was, Here's, you know, Pat Connaughton was like, uh, player of the year in basketball, baseball, and football. Oh, and like, of like course, his, yeah. And I think it's in fr- in in um, Massachusetts or so. Like he's he. So he's not like he's from so Pote, Vermont or something. And he's just like the super athlete. So he's kind of a great because you look at him, five, you know, six foot four. He's a dunk contest. Yeah, right. but and that's what I'm saying is he's actually like a super. Ha- it's funny you look at a guy like that and we're all like, you can't give it to Pat Connaughton, who's like one of the best athletes to ever come out of Boston. I know, but he's not <laughs> one of the best shooters to come out of Boston. Like I know, I'm just saying the it's three funny. point shot. Come on, bro, bud, what are we doing? It well, reminds yeah. me of Smush Parker, whose like, life story is nothing about overcoming adversity I'm, and reaching I'm the heights of basket, the pinnacle of basketball, only to be known as a bust. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you're like, this guy overcame homelessness <laughs> and everything else to get to the NBA. And now we all think of him like, what a loser. Wait, what? <laughs> News break. What is Aaron it? Patterson, our own, p- he pitched against Connington in college. What? He absolutely dominated. <laughs> wow. He told me the story once. Wow. Unbelievable. That is a great story. <laughs> that's great. Wow, that's off. All wow. right, one little point, because we're running along on this first segment, but one little point <laughs> I wanted to make about about the, the games. Really, I think this is true of the Phoenix series, and it's definitely true of the Atlanta series, is that they all of those players play so empowered and with such belief. They also happen to have new coaches, Monty Williams and, and of course Nate McMillan. Right. And maybe there is a little bit of a like boom, new blood in everybody. He starts believing in guys that the old coach didn't believe in, or this or that. And you watch Trey Young's balls to take the shots that he does, make right. the passes that he does in big moments. Right. And it reminds me of. Michael Porter Jr., when he shot the three-pointer and did the little twirl around in the corner, which was probably peak Michael Porter right. at the NBA level right. because it was the well, back half. It was Murray. he's already peaked? Well, I'm saying to, to date, to date. But what I'm saying is that Michael Porter at that moment, he's played without confidence, I think. Or yeah. it's not necessarily confidence. It's like 
It, it is confidence, though, in like is, what he's supposed to be doing com- and right. this or that. Right. And he kind of peaked right there where it was all coming together. Murray's out. He's the second guy, and he's getting all these shots. Then he gets to the playoffs, and it's like, did Michael Porter, <laughs> was he throwing alley-oops off? The, was he taking those crazy shots that nope. he knows? Like, I just feel like he is at at best 80% there. And I don't – a lot – Trey Young put the work in to get here to where a coach would believe in him, and I'm not trying to put this on any one person. But I look at this Nuggets team this year, and I think – did they all have belief in each other and in themselves to the same degree that we see from Phoenix and Atlanta? No, because they didn't have no. Jamal Murray. Yeah, they don't that, believe. That belief went out the window. In but I'm even talking about individual belief. And like I said, Michael Porter. We saw we saw them with great conviction and great belief coming down the stretch, and then they hit a point where it was like, oh no, we need somebody to hit outside shots. Yeah. And. It's not Aaron Gordon, <laughs> unfortunately. Even though we really want it to be. Yeah. I, I'm okay with with the scenario. Like, look, Jamal going out. You can't can't really dig too deep on anything, including the psychology of the team. However, okay. you could tell that um, Porter was affected by I wouldn't say confidence, but the fact that he was uh, guarded aggressively and didn't have a counter for it. And I think that that part was more disheartening to him than not having confidence in his shot. I think that was it. He didn't have a counter to. Uh, Norm Powell or Mikhail Bridges. Yeah. Normal Powell. Normal Powell. I, <laughs> my only hope is that he just builds up his body. He gets stronger yeah. over this yeah. offseason. Yeah. No. no. It's just a connection, though. George Carl always uses that word connection. It's a team that plays connected. And part of that connected is it's a group confidence. It's a shared confidence. Like, yeah. Yes, Trey Young has enormous confidence in himself. But he also has confidence that John Collins is going to go up and get this crazy off the backboard. Like, they just seem, those two teams in particular, all seem to have a trust, connection, and confidence yeah. that elevates all of them. And Denver didn't have that. And you're right. They didn't have Jamal Murray. So, of course, because Jamal Murray brings that belief. Yes, Jamal does. Murray is the connector. He is the connector. All right. He's the he is connector. the connector. He is yeah. the connector. New right. nickname, Jamal Murray. All right, the let's connector. take our first break. I just thought it was – that's just what stands out to me the most of everything is when I'm watching those two teams specifically, I'm like, man, the confidence is just like – It's because they don't know them. enough to know what they yeah, don't know. They true. don't know that they're not supposed to be able to do this. It's like Denver last year. Just, totally. It's like, it's like Murray last year didn't know better than to like – Right, irrational confidence. Yeah, irrational confidence. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, we're going to compare and contrast the 76ers – we're going to talk about analytics, just favorite topics. Okay. <laughs> and, and I'm going to ask, is, Did the you bring pro- is, is their failures a result of the process as much as their successes to this point? Uh, spicy. Wow. Uh, guys, go to Gabby.com slash DNVR to find out how much you can save on car and home insurance. Gabby customers on average save $961 per year, and they'll never sell your info. I'm not going to say it. Let's leave it right there, shall yeah. we? <laughs> uh, your typical Gabby customer, your typical Gabby customer, not talking about anyone on this panel, uh, will save $961 per year on average. Typical. Uh, so to Gabby, go to Gabby.com slash DNVR. Uh, you put in all your car and home insurance info. They'll run your numbers. I want to see if I'm actually baked into this read no, or if everyone not. just brings it, brings it on themselves. I wasn't even saying, I wasn't even yeah, I wasn't even inferring that we were talking about you. Um, they'll run your numbers against 40 of the top providers and uh, see where you can save money on car and home insurance. Uh, Gabby.com. It stands for Get a Better Insurance with Gabby. Uh, totally free. No obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash DNVR. Go to Gabby.com slash DNVR. And right now at DraftKings, uh, you guys can still uh, bet a dollar if you're a new user. Win $100. Oh. 
in site credits. Who, who, who's going to win you a hundred basketball team to win? Who's going to win you a hundred dollars in site credits tonight? It could be the Suns or the, the Suns. Clippers. I'm taking. Oh man, the Clippers. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. I mean, I would, it's, it's the Suns. I'm telling game you, three that the Clippers should win. You got to go. The Suns Clippers. are getting Chris Paul. You got to go with the Clippers. Yeah, they're they're down 0-2. and they're at home. And they win every time they're down 0-2. Now. And they're at I home. Hate, I hate to say it, guys. Uh oh, let's hear it. Sons of you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to say it. You guys now, made me say Sons it. Four was actually an odds boost on DraftKings. Uh, <laughs> such a, such yeah. a great job by them to latch on to a meme. Yeah. Doesn't look that bad right now. To, it makes you want to fight. It makes yeah. me want to fight. <laughs> yeah. uh, but get my pick ass. any basketball team that's still in contention. Bet one dollar if your team wins, you win one hundred dollars in site credits. Uh, they've got tons of other odds boosts. Uh, and, and tons of other stuff to bet on on DraftKings, of course. So make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. If they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code DNVR for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Wager paid out inside credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So uh, back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast here, we got our guy Jeff Morton. So the Nuggets had a rough exit, you know, swept swept by the Suns, right. um, but also not horribly surprising given the injuries. The 76ers had, at least in my opinion, much worse. an equal but probably much worse much exit worse. from the playoffs. Way worse. Way worse. Mm-hmm. Because Denver... I don't feel like you can look at their process and say that it is wholly finished, it is wholly over, or it's, it was incorrect, it was flawed. You know, they got some injuries. And while there are things, individual things you could point at, you can't say the whole. I don't think that's true of the 76ers. Yeah. I think we can now look at their team and their roster, and namely the their two cornerstone pieces, and say that was a six-year slow march to this point where it is now yeah. inevitable to break up. And look, the, the news since... A week ago has now been, you know, Rich Paul met with Doc Rivers and and management team, and they all they hashed it out. And Anytime they, a tweet starts with Rich Paul, it's never good. <laughs> it's so true. It's <laughs> great for the good. player that is being yeah, It was terrible right. for the fan base. <laughs> right. It's terrible for whatever. <laughs> but they, like you just read the tea leaves there, and you're like, man, I don't see it. Like this sounds like, hey, let's make it sound like we're okay for a month before we, like let's. Put on a face for the kids here because we're gonna. Yeah, we're, we, we, get the, we already have those tickets to Disneyland. Yeah, we already. We're just gonna do this one trip. We'll sleep in separate beds. So like it's fine, whatever. Right. Um. Anyway, here's my hot take, Jeff, and I think you might agree with it. Just knowing you, you, you know, where where your takes all all come from. I think. Well, because this plays into like people <laughs> will credit the, the the process and say it worked. Look, they they have a great team. They've got these two. Like even if you trade Simmons, you probably can get something for him. Mm-hmm. I think their failures are their successes are a result of the process. They tanked. First of all, the process is not genius. It's so dumb that it's like treated like this genius thing. No, like, it's, no, it's, it's a genius marketing ploy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's they called thing. it the process. No, yeah. that, but the team never called it that. That's the thing about it. By the way, it was it was right to Ricky Sanchez guys that really yeah. are the geniuses of the process because <laughs> right, they, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. they branded yeah, it. Yeah, like Oklahoma <laughs> City doesn't have yeah. anybody out there like making up a cool thing that's going on right now. Yeah. It's just they. No, right, Pre- Pre- Presley's the guy. Presley's the guy who mastered that sort of thing. Yeah, no, if, if you actually think about it, it's the easiest thing you can you can basically very ungenious. Very 
ungenius. But the rights to Ricky Sanchez is remarkably ungenius. People hate Spike, and I get why because he's like the goat troller of all time. Oh, he's but a professional antagonist. Professional antagonist. People fall for the dumbest trolls oh, from yeah. him. It's yeah. like he's so clearly trolling. Denver shouldn't have the altitude makes him unqualified. Come on, guys, it's not a serious take. How are you falling for him? <laughs> right. People. The, like, the, but, if the, I get an argument with him, I will change his mind. Like, nope, he's just trying to get you Twitter. to argue. Yeah. Um, anyway, they created that and it branded it and it worked really well. But what they also did during the process was create not just a, um, a culture of losing, but murdered any chance you had of a culture of accountability. And I right. think this is those roosters coming home, chickens coming home to roost. Roosters coming or, home to chicken. Or, or, yeah. <laughs> is the roosters coming home to chicken Chickens right now? Coming home. The cock to is crowed. To rooster. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, More foul analogy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I think it is like, look, Which Ben Simmons for years was in power because he's so talented. He's clearly a max talent. And I still think mm -hmm. that's true. He's so clearly talented that, hey, man, is he not working hard? Is he hiring his brother to be his guy? Is he doing some stuff that maybe doesn't, you know, you shouldn't do? Yes, but whatever. Right. And now here you are six years later and he has not gotten any better. He can't no. shoot. And now not only can he not shoot, he can't even shoot a layup. Right. No, I, I, this is the way I look at it. it warning signs should have been uh, out there for everyone. When uh, you have the Jahil Okafor and Nerlens Noel situation, fighting, uh, fighting, uh, Nerlens like destroyed his rental pro. Like he got a house and just destroyed it. it. Oh. Like they had to take a like uh, basically fire to it to clean it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I forgot about those stories. Those are great examples. That started when Hinky was still there, yep. and a lot of that had to do with Hinky was not exactly the guy who was known for being um, great with social interaction and stuff like that all right um and it, and it and it just filtered from him well not wanting to deal with anything and then it went straight down to it because the ultimate goal was to lose right. and it didn't matter what you did so the ultimate goal was to lose well poor brett, brett brown like survived it but man knew forever i'm just like scarred by the fact that he was going through a no accountability culture right and once that happened it's just like I, they, I don't think you can recover from that sort of thing. And it's going to, in my view, take a while for them to reset everything before they can come out the other end. And they may, it may take, you know, just getting rid of Simmons and just rebuilding on, around um, Joel Embiid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Simmons, Simmons's struggles and him not getting better is because of the process and the losing mentality. I, I think a lot of like, uh, some of Philly's problems are, but not Simmons. So, I mean, Simmons' rookie year in 2017-2018, they won 52 games. Like, the process was reaching its final form by then. So it's not like Simmons started playing and they were still trying to lose every game. Right. Like, they were a 51-team as rookie year. <clears throat> I think Simmons' faults are really all have to do about him and, like, Sure. Uh, his agent. This is by no means taking his image. off personal responsibility. Right, right. But, I don't, but I don't, was there a culture of accountability with I, him? That's the question. Like, was he... We talk about in Denver, Michael Porter was... They were so hard on him. And Murray even, like, you had to earn it. You had to earn it. It was the opposite with Simmons, where it was like, you don't shoot. You don't like to... Remember when Brett Brown said you need to shoot one three a game and he didn't take one for, like, the rest of the year? Right. Yeah. It's like there just was clearly a... No matter what it is we're going to challenge you to, you're above us challenging it. That's interesting. I, in, my ver in my view of this entire thing, it's, like, not exactly the culture that was set by the losing. It was just the way that the cookie crumbles. Like, they made the wrong picks. They picked Markel Fultz. Well, they picked yeah, well, Fultz for sure. They yeah, picked they, they they picked Jaleel Okafor. They yeah, picked they all picked these Nerlens like Noel. they picked all these guys. So they end up with just 
when all the dust settles, they have two guys. Yeah, they yeah, have yeah. Embiid and they have Simmons, and Simmons is flawed. They actually drafted a lot of really good players. They just didn't end up didn't, hanging around. Right. Yeah, Covington, Jeremy Graham. Right. Yeah. So, like, it, it, to me, it's like it doesn't mean the process is flawed. I mean, unfortunately, like it did yield the results they were looking for. They just didn't get the right guys. Yeah. They didn't. They they didn't think about like the construction of the team, other than just like the high draft pick. Right. I did a podcast on this a couple couple days ago, and the only thing that I was pointing out was that there is really I, be careful ascribing genius to things. This is why I always get the cult of Daryl Morey always bug the crap out of me because all he's he, really good though. He's good, but it's like it's not genius. If you're you just do your job, like with the Denver <laughs> Nuggets, they never had a pick higher than seven. This whole mm. experience, and they c- constructed a very competitive contending team without like going through a quote-unquote process. They just had good scouts who were good at their jobs. And yeah. that's not genius to Tim Connolly. That is just employing people who are good at what they do, right. particularly in the scouting department. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, the whole thing with the process was like, if you're going to get a star player, the easiest way to do that is by getting the highest draft pick possible. Yeah. Usually the way you do that is not getting the MVP at the 41st pick in the draft. Right. Like there's a lot of luck right, that goes right. into that, yeah. and the easiest way to to get a star player is at the top. I think Denver and Philadelphia are actually pretty big contrasts, and that's what makes them so interesting. Like in an alternate world, where the NBA actually knows how to market themselves, they would be marketing Denver and and Philly. And this is why I, part of me hopes that the uh, this feels like an overpay for Ben Simmons at this point. But Zach Levine for Ben Simmons would make Denver and Philly like mirror opposites of each other in a way that would just be so cool. It'd be like Murray and and. Zach Levine, very similar, all the way down to the ACL injuries, you know. Right, right, Embiid yeah. and Jokic, very, you know, play the same position. Teams that trusted the process and built slowly through it. It would be so cool if it was like. But culturally, I do feel like they are opposites in that Denver did a very, nope. We're all we're not going to tank at all. They didn't get higher than a seven pick their mm-hmm. entire time, but they focused in on the culture development and this or that. Whereas Philly was the opposite. They're like, we just have these numbers and we're training one number for a better number. Yeah, well, and half the reason I think. People in Philly have such a hard on of hate for Nikola Jokic. <laughs> is is Do you want to find a band called the Hard on? The of Hard hate. on of Hate is yeah. <laughs> is, that is that hate. a metal band? It's <laughs> a great one. <laughs> we got to we got to turn uh, Hard on of Hate into a great. Yeah. You're right. Philly does hate. have a hard on of hate <laughs> for for. for, for but I, th- I, I think it has less to do with the center position and more to do with the fact that how dare a guy be selected 41 and we have our process a gold standard number yeah. third pick in the draft yeah. who. Or, yeah, he's perpetually in, had injury issues, and he sat out almost in his well his entire first first year. That doesn't matter. We had the third pick in the draft, so it was justified right there. And I think that it just burns them that Nikola Jokic is the superstar. Of course it and does. He, and he was a second round pick, forty first pick in the draft. Of course it does. And they the whole thing with the the weird uh, Philadelphia hating Denver is that when Nikola Jokic was awarded first team All NBA over Embiid, that's where it began, yeah. and now it's gotten out of control. Philadelphia is just jealous about everything that has to do with hate Denver. us because they hate the us. City. They hate us because <laughs> the they hate us. They don't, they, don't, they don't like our weed. I think they're cool with our Den- weed. Denver, Bars, the funny the breweries, thing is, Denver the, really the truly is players. a city of brotherly love. Yes. Yeah. You know, Denver is a very bros, nice. I gotta tell you, bros, love, I love man. you guys. Yeah, we we should get our own Liberty Bell, but fully like no with no. But it actually works. 
Yeah, of great. course, man. Like we it's should like, have our own. It has its own amplifier. It yeah. like just sounds more joyful. With yeah. that, our version. And Philly's just like yeah, angry and like yeah. known for eating shit on the street. That's what they're known for. Like that was that was after winning. Yeah, they won, and they're like, you know, what we should do to celebrate: eat a pile of shit. Anyway, so it's very contrasting cities. Yeah. Um, real hard out of hate. Real hard, hard out of hate out, out of over hate. there, man. It's, but it even, this is we're pa- this is gonna be so pandering. But it's like this is one of those things where it gets easily <laughs> overstated, but it's also true. There's like the kernel of truth in this. And Harrison, I'm gonna. This is your tweet. You only shared side by side photos of the exit mm. interviews for Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. And here's Joel Embiid. I'll be honest. I thought the turning point was when we, I don't know how to say it. We had an open shot uh-huh. and we only made one free throw. And then he goes on, Jokic. I said it to the guys. It was my bad. In the post game, I really needed to be better after posting 32 points, 20 rebounds, and 10 assists yeah. <laughs> in a playoff loss. And, like, look, yes, is this easily exaggerated? Of course. But I also do feel like this is what I'm talking about. There's two very dis- distinct cultures, right. and the result of one culture is your best player sitting up there putting on a numbers only Wilt Chamberlain has ever put up in a playoffs and saying, like, I could have been better, which he could have been. And then Joel Abid having the biggest turnover of the entire game that sealed their fate because Gallo, because <laughs> defensive ace Gallinari was like, this guy didn't know how to handle a double team. I got him. <laughs> Stealing it and getting the eighth turnover for the second game in a row and then going to the post game and being like, my buddy, who I've been in the foxhole with for six years, yeah. his fault. Yeah. <laughs> this is the result of two different strategies. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. I mean, both guys were kind of right in a way. Ben yeah. Simmons was terrible. Nicole Jokic could have been better. Totally. Yeah. But... Nicole Jokic would never, Ever. would never but throw like, Jamal Murray under the bus or anyone. He wouldn't throw Marcus Howard under the bus. <laughs> he, N- Nicole Jokic would never do I that. I, I hate that you're making me side on the side of the hard on of hate, but like, or hate for whatever. But uh, I'm not I mean, a hate that, of hard ons. But the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, that, like that's just more that's just more Jokic versus Embiid. I don't think that's emblematic of the two cultures. Like Jokic, if dude, he was there, playing there in are, Philadelphia, would do, still be the do same. Do you think? Uh, sure, uh, sure. You're, you're not. Do you think Chris Paul would would throw DeAndre Ayton or Devin Booker yeah. in the bus? Uh, no, but we're talking no about way. we're talking about the top human being. Yeah. Like taking yeah. on, you're not, a, you're not, you're not wrong. But this is all part of the ingredients. This is what I'm saying is that this is all part of it. Yeah, what is Tim Conley always they, they say? Would, they would never draft when they always the bring people yeah. in. What do they, they say? Like we him. like character guys. This is what we're gonna do. And like there is a, you take a little bit of a hit when you're like, hey man, we're gonna pass up on this you're really talented player to get character guys. But in aggregate, what you keep is that culture. And it was the opposite with the 76ers, where like clearly this stuff didn't matter as much. And now your final point. It, it ended at the exact point it was destined to end at. I love that we just yeah. we're just summarily burying them. We it's are, over in Philly. Look, no, it's over. No, 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 it's not over. But they are going to trade. And at a certain point, like, was the process right. just draft Joel and be like, that's not what the process was. <laughs> but that's what we're all left with. Like, every single piece is now will eventually be gone, except well, for Joel Embiid, and maybe. Just maybe even Joel Embiid. Although, to, again, to be on the side of the hard honor of hate, like at a certain point, you just want as many bullets so that you can get assure yourself that at least one hits. There are a ship and of it was, so that has like literally nothing Joel left. It was Joel Embiid. I, I'm I'm glad that we've incorporated hard on it. Yeah, dude. This it's, uh, we should also it, it incorporate. In. We should also incorporate '90s band Butthole Surfers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what a segue! I had a dream last night. They dude, they actually have good some bangers. Real bangers, you know. What's their What's their Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right, Doug. End this portion of the show. Smell you. Too late. Close.
This is the, <laughs> I, I don't know what it sounds like through a microphone, but uh, live. Pretty good. It's a Pretty rough, good. It's a rough right. list. <laughs> it's great. Put a little Harmony. reverb on our uh, mics here, Kale, if you could. Just, uh, um, I was a half note ahead. Anything else we, we want we want to say here in, in contrasting these two teams? I mean, you know what's funny is Denver made it out of. I didn't realize Philly had never made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They were uh, a, a bounce away. Bounce away. A bounce. They're very yeah. close. A bounce away. A bounce I remember away. watching that bounce in the uh, the makeshift lounge at Pepsi Center when the during the playoffs, and I'm like, oh, up, up, ah, oh. and it was just, it, and it was it was amazing. I, and that's the closest I came. That was the best team Philly had, I think. Philly that was the Jimmy Butler team, right? Yep. Yep. Philly losing this and year though is the even funnier. Jimmy Butler, the Jimmy Butler dynamic in Philly is is fascinating too. Oh yeah, again, yeah. yeah. This goes back to culture though, because right. what did Jimmy Butler say about all those dudes? They're losers. Yeah, they're <laughs> just they're just not about it. Like they're Jimmy not Butler about it. is so about it. Yeah. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid were just not. He's he's all about heat culture, is what he is, and that's really, really what is. the caricature of heat culture. Not caricature. It really is what it is. Heat culture. You know, accountability. Go hard all the yeah. time. That sort of thing. You know, be injured a lot, but go hard, yeah. hard all the to, time. To, to, to Philly's defense, <laughs> like to those guys' defense, Jimmy Butler is at one total end of the spectrum, right? Yeah. And he can really only be himself around the exact right Dude. type of team because people always be like, remember when the Nuggets were interested in Jimmy Butler three mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. And it was like, oh, we need Jimmy Butler. I don't think Jimmy Butler would have worked with the Nuggets no. at that point. No. At that exact Jimmy point. Butler would work with them now, yeah. not right. at that point yeah, when right those guys that. were so <laughs> young and just needed to find their way. I, re- I remember talking to Nate Timmons in the parking lot of uh, of what, then Pepsi Center, Ball Arena, and we were talking about Jimmy Butler, and he says, I don't know, man. I'm like, he would eat these young guys. It would have alive. been Minnesota two point <laughs> probably. Think, here's the thing: is I actually don't think he would have. Like what we know now about how they grew him, I do think it was too early. It was too early. It was yeah. too early. But I also think that he would have had at least a healthy respect for Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, the two main pieces. Because I think he would have been in like, oh, they work hard, they they keep their head down, and and right. you know do this, and they're confident. And that's just the opposite. And again, I'm telling you about a guy like Ben Simmons when the team is like, hey, just take a corner three a game and whatever. He's like, I don't need to do that. And you've seen the interviews where he's like, that's not my game. That's not the shot we're trying to get. It's like, dude, they are clearly trying to get you to take that shot. You just don't want to take it. Yeah. And if you can just If he would it. just develop a floater. I mean, just extend out with his right hand. Yeah, with the right hand to shoot with, like Kevin O'Connor special. Dude, can I tell? You, can I he, tell you guys? Kevin O'Connor's dead right about that. <laughs> My so. daughter is now in. She's doing t-ball. She's four and big slugger for a thirty-pound girl. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty sure she's left. She bats left-handed, and it, it's killing me because I'm not certain. Like I have her do both, and like she clearly more coordinated doing it left, and I'm like terrified. I'm gonna Ben Simmons her, and like oh, yeah. I, yeah, maybe yeah. I just have her yeah, patch both because it really isn't that more different. But like one is show way more way. coordinated, has way more power, and it's left. You but she her, bro. but she throws right, and so I'm like sitting here. I'm like, am I screwing her up for life by teaching <laughs> her to hit left? And who, who was that? That was it Ricky Henderson that batted the ambidextrous. A lot of them. Like, yeah, a lot of people. It's called a switch hitter. A very common thing in the ML in MLB. Dexter Fowler. I'm just saying, man. That's a We're going to see your girl on the show. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait for it either, man. All right, let's take our final break. We've buried Philly enough. Um, (laughs) Have have we, though? For this episode. (laughs) I I really wish that, honestly, James Harden belongs in Philly. Because they are. Wow. 
I'm serious. They are such a like. The, the only thing that matters is the spreadsheet, and let's put the spreadsheet on the court. Like James Harden is the ultimate spreadsheet player. And yeah. yeah, just send he him is, there, man. He is the spreadsheet player. Just yeah. send him there. It would be. You're right. He'd be perfect there. He'd be perfect. <laughs> but but uh, Embiid would be reduced to like a glorified garbage player. They'd like, hate he'd, each other. They'd end up fighting. Clint Capella. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, on that note, guys, uh, <laughs> if you're around the DNVR bar, if you're on East, uh, East Colfax, stop into Solace Meds. They've got a ton of other locations also, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, uh, one off of Broadway. And like I said, one just blocks from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. When you stop in there, just drop the code DNVR20. They'll treat you like a VIP. With that code DNVR20, you'll get 20% off uh, your order. And mm. if you go to that Wheat Ridge location, uh, you'll actually get a free Solace Bar or King Cone. That's it. Doesn't that sound delicious to Me. When you mention uh, the code DNVR20 as well. Solace Bar? A, yeah, a King Cone? A King Cone. King I, like I just envisioned those cones you used to get at like, gas stations in that fr- little freezer. Uh, yeah, it definitely sounds like it comes out of the back of an it's ice a, cream It's jar. a joint, you guys realize. Well, yeah, I, know, yeah, you know, that's that's I was just making yeah, sure. We know, I'm just saying. Eric goes in there hungry. It's not ice cream. You're talking about the weed? Yeah, it's actually weed. You guys saw meds. Okay, all right. Let's make it. Sure. Uh, they got tons of other deals <laughs> in the month of June as well. 15% off all gold shelf concentrates, 20% off all Wanda tinctures and tarts, Ton- tons of other deals. I could I could go on for 20 minutes about them, uh, but use that code DNVR20 when you go in to receive 20% off your order. Uh, that's valid at all of those locations. Um, also, if you're looking to take out a mortgage, if you're looking to buy a house, especially if you're a first time home buyer, Hit up the good folks at Chevalier Mortgage, Mike and Virginia Chevalier. Go to dnvrmortgage.com. Get set up with a free consultation uh, with them there. Those guys know everything about the mortgage business. They can really make a super complicated process really easy for you. Uh, Like I said, especially if you're a first-time buyer. Uh, They know what to do. They know the business. They know the game. Uh, So visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Uh, get set up with a free consultation. Uh, Mike and Virginia Chevalier. They're part of the DNVR fam. They're Denver sports fans. So uh, they're one of us. Hit them up today. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. And finally, 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 uh, Hassle Cattle Company. Right now, they've got an awesome deal for DNVR listeners. Buy three, get one free on their flank steaks. Uh, delicious, lean, flavorful, the marbling, exquisite. Oh, I thought we were talking about you. Uh, well, or, or me. Delicious, lean, the, flavorful. My marbling. <laughs> it's exquisite. Uh, buy three, get one free on those flank steaks with the code DNVRFLANK. Use that code at checkout, DNVRFLANK. Uh, those flank steaks, only $9.99 a piece, so really affordable as well, and they're really good. Uh Buy three, get one free at HassleCattleCompany.com on their flank steaks uh, with the code DNVRFLANK. Uh, and if you're in the area, if you're on South Broadway, oh, stop boy. into the DNVR bar. We've got our burger with Wagyu beef. The best burger. Dude, around. that thing is... I tell so people, I frequently recommended people. Why wouldn't I? It's absolutely delicious. But it always comes with a warning. It's very juicy. The juice mm. is loose. You need to make sure... <laughs> That you eat it in such wow. a way Succulent. that you don't, <laughs> yeah, that you don't, that you don't damage your clothing because yeah. again, it's a it, sit is, down it is quite juicy. Yeah. Moist. It's, it's a sit down burger. <laughs> don't say moist on the podcast. 
It's like moist burger. Yeah, Jeff, get the hell out of here. <laughs> so if you have like a bunch of flank steak and more than say like the guy next to you, does that mean you've outflanked them? No, <laughs> Jeff, I, I, I just told you to get the hell out of here. <laughs> Hey man, I'm kidding. No, no, bad Jeff, bad. Oh my god. Hey, look, <laughs> look, look. I, I, there's very few things that I'm actually known for. What just happened here is one of them. I don't even know if it's a pun. It's like you. No, it's just you bad. force it's your like way a, into a pun. It's you a tell a story to arrive at a pun. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just like I've thought. So of I told I her. Flank you later. <laughs> what? That's not even a thing, dude. <laughs> All right, are we done with Adrian? Yeah, we're done. All right, so we can now get on we're to the oh, to finally the meat, the feast day resistance. Who, I thought it would have been the flank steak, but the the, <laughs> the real meat of this show, <laughs> the real meat of the show, which is the Jeff. You are known for being an old. Yes. You have been old since you were young, but now here you are a Gen Xer. Oh wow, look at these glasses. Those, what are those? So can you are these, they so you can see movies in three D? Yes, these are these are <laughs> these are my old man cataract glasses. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. After you get LASIK, you get those. <laughs> After you get LASIK, uh, pull that graphic up again so we could uh, admire. I, I turned my head the whole time, Kale. I apologize. Maybe everybody else. X thought. versus Kale. X versus Z. Look how sassy I look there. X versus Z. There we go. We have Kale, super producer Kale. You could bring yourself up onto the show. You are now a character. Kale is a young. Yeah. Jeff yes. is an old. Yes. Can I can I reiterate my favorite part of Jeff being the oldest man in Denver? Yes. Is that we're the exact same <laughs> kind of age. <laughs> <laughs> the same age and yet. We're the same age. It's not the age, it's the mileage. Yeah. I look like the... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He's a, you know, he's a 1976 Subaru, yeah, yeah, but I've he's got 12 million miles. Yeah, and I, I've been, I've been uh, in a barn under a cover. For <laughs> That's so true. You're a I, classic. I, I, I am an AMC Pacer. <laughs> okay. AMC Pacer. We should have put some cards on here. We should have. I know. That would have been a great one to have yeah. a nice. I told you I had a 1982 Dodge Rampage. It's, it's, I'm telling you, it was the dumbest cool car there ever was. Or coolest dumb car. All right, we are going to bring up some things and kale it is your job to tell us if you know what they are jeff you'll wait at this early portion he'll get a guess okay, and yeah. then you'll get a guess to clean up for him Got should it. he not get it Got all it. right kale what are we looking at here i'm not Who sure i this? know this one Who what is this? i don't know this pop one. star yep. from the 80s you don't okay that's like not that. yeah, sort of 80s yes 90s Th this, yes yeah, 90s yes do you have an you answer no I, I, don't, I don't i don't i don't of course jeff knows this i don't know this one it's Bjork. It's Bjork. Oh, that's this Bjork. is Icelandic, Icelandic superpop star Bjork. Bjork. She's exuding Icelandic weird. One right of my there, favorite uh, rap lyrics is it's you know uh, it would take when they rhyme Bjork with Jim Fjork. It's <laughs> 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 a great fucking line, man. All right, all right. So the round one goes to uh, X. To Jeff. That goes to X. Guess X. X gets the circle. Right. X gets the square. Number two, we have. Brandon, that's that's okay. Brendan Fraser. I know who that yeah, is. Okay, but what movie is this? Uh, dude, and a classic. And, and who and who 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 is to his right? I, you don't know this one, Jim? No, I do. It's my, my 1990 that something. Whoever is to his his right is <laughs> well, to uh, our right. that to is our definitely right. Samwise Gimji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That well, that's no, the other side name, though. The other side. Oh yeah, side. no who idea. The other side is definitely more 90s. The Do you know? Do we know who that is? 
I don't. Okay. Dude, he is like, do you guys know on TikTok, Stony McStoner or whatever yeah. that guy is? That's what Pauly Shore was. <laughs> it's, it's, you know? like, it's like based oh, on yeah, Pauly Shore. Shore. Uh, Jeff, can you please come in and, and back clean up here? It's Encino Man. This a is great in- movie. As I remember, <laughs> I haven't seen it since I was like 12. So I can't, it might actually be a terrible There's no movie. way that movie is a great movie. Oh, it was great. No, it's definitely not a great is, movie. Is it a great movie? Yes. It's, it's, it's the perfect example of the uh, 1992. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the perfect example. It can't be that great. No, I'm telling you, they don't make them like this anymore where it's like the plot of the movie is that they dig up a caveman yeah, while building a pool. Yeah, because they're building them all. Yeah, they're, no, I think oh, it's a pool. pool. Yeah, right, swimming right. pool. And oh, then they that's thaw that him movie? out in their garage. I've seen that and movie. Then and then take him to high school. Yeah, they just become <laughs> friends. Take him to high school. Cal is uh, trying to clean up his There are a lot I've of drugs involved right now. <laughs> <that's true. laughs> okay, well, uh, X gets the square again, X gets again, the square dude. again. Wow, Cal, I thought you'd be better at that. I'm so disappointed in you. As as Oh, You have to know this one. I even know that one. You have to know this one. Yes, Brian Boswell. The, the Boz. Boz. <laughs> <laughs> I, like to clarify, I was born in 1997. We're like, we're like, yeah, we're like, you don't know these this. people we specifically picked that you would not know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, How right. dare you? Yeah, this was curious. You haven't seen The Godfather? Get out. Uh, all right. Um, uh, that one I do. I, there's like five movies that everybody just has to see. Yeah, so, Kale, yeah. so what show did this? Oh, did these yeah. two come from? Whoa, whoa. I, I don't know. <laughs> no oh, way! Oh, my God. Dude, this photo is a time Give capsule a of the 90s. Like, um, it's like one word. Well, do you know do you know who either of these people are? No, I don't. So wow. do you like? do you enjoy the show um, Big Bang Theory? Uh, no, I don't. Good for you. I'm proud of you. But <laughs> Maya and Bianca is... Is that her name? I think Bialik. Bialik. Yeah, Bialik. I was that's Bialik. not it. That's Bialik. definitely not it. Maya and Bialik. Yeah. Maya and Bialik. Maya and Bialik. What? That's his name? name? You know, because I don't... This is comes from... like not... No this comes from the, the very popular <laughs> show Blossom. Yeah. That's her older Blossom. brother. Never heard Joey, of Joey. Never and heard he had of a, He didn't even have a... Uh, like a uh, catchphrase, he had a catch noise. Whoa! whoa. <laughs> he would say whoa all the time. It no, was a terrible no, time no. to be alive. Did, you're, did, you're better for not knowing it. No. Did, did he? Did hey, Steve Urkel? is on the board. Let's he is on the go, board. Dude. Steve Urkel. I wonder why he's the one that translates eras, but I guess you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, transcends. and then we've got a couple more old ones that. Eric yeah, keep sent going, me. man. What movie is this from? No idea, right? I don't know the movie, but that's Ethan Hawke. Sure is. Sure is. Who's no, next? I to know Ethan Hawke. Yeah. yeah, no clue. Janine Garofalo. Janine Garofalo. Also an, a yes. 90s time. Who's capsule? next to Janine Garofalo? Oh, another one. Yep. If you got the one on the far left, that'd be even greater. Because these are all like '90s people. Did you see? Did you see Stranger Things? I've seen him and yeah. stuff, but I don't know his is it name. Steve Zahn? I do is not that, know his name. Zahn. Zahn. Yeah, yeah I don't remember his name. And then next Eric is Winona Zahn. Ryder. Do you not know Winona Ryder? And he's. Um, oh, that's Winona. You're right. That yeah, is that's Winona, Winona Ryder. Ryder. It is. Okay. And this is from the movie you know Reality. Bites. You know, hold on. Yeah. I wonder if Jeff knows Reality Bites. But not pictured in there was. Uh, ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know. Give, like he didn't give him an extra point. He, for he didn't make the. He didn't make the poster somehow. But if you remember yeah. Ben Stiller at that time, yeah. he had bad teeth. Like yes, he's really more of a two thousand star, even though he should have very much yeah. been a ninety yeah. star. Exactly. All right. What else? Jeff, we are you, are right. you comfortable? Why we this put is this the last together to make of the old stuff, yeah. and this is Crystal <laughs> Pepsi. I know All right, exactly Crystal Pepsi. Yes. There you go. I'm trying to blur out Crystal. Okay. Do you remember the song they played for the commercial? No. What is it? Why would I know that? Not you. Um. 
His name is right Eric. now oh. Van Halen. <laughs> right like, now, there was this big controversy. They they had this. Uh, they were playing this, and so it, be, it became associated with Crystal Pepsi. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if like so the, one of the greatest things you ever did, like the, the actual zenith of DNVR, well, is that thing, it gets tied into yeah. like Cheetos? The one thing I'll say <laughs> is that the song right now by Van Halen is absolute hot garbage. So it doesn't oh, matter that it got co-opted by uh, yes, Crystal and it was Pepsi. associated you with got the awful, right one, baby. So now let's flip the script. Anyways, X. All right, X. Really, now you're on the hot seat. You guess first. You don't oh, guess yet until it's your turn. Okay. Uh, now Kale will get any, any of these. Enacted sweet you. revenge. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah he'll this get this one. This is No. Oh, yes. I love that you guessed that. It's not. It's just It's the perfect guess. Kale, what area code would you say that these. What zip code, rather? This is Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, no. Allie comes running over. All right, what else we got? All right. Okay, this is now for, oh, for Jeff. Jeff. The, now the turntables. Oh, my goodness, how the turntables. Uh, no goddamn clue. Her, oh. eyes are, her eyes, she almost is not a predator. She is a... Uh, a prey because her she's eyes a prey. Oh, because her eyes are on the side of her head so she can see movement on each side. Look how wide their eyes are. She's a prey. Anyways, so she, you're uh, saying she's got fish eyes? That's, that's Lord. Lord. <laughs> Anyone? Oh, no idea. Okay. No clue. Who's this, Jeff? Oh, that's uh, Nicki Minaj. What? Hey! He called you Nicki Minaj? Okay, okay, okay. I'm gay. <laughs> I, I, I know. I, <laughs> oh, that's true. That's like, we should have figured <laughs> that in. I actually did. I actually did. factor that in. I did. He's like, guys, you realize. also hasn't been living under a rock the last 10 years. Jeff, who's this? I don't know who this one is. I, I don't I don't know I, I this is bad bunny. bad bunny yeah oh, bad bunny this is bad. yeah you don't ask me why you may know him as you may know bad bunny is the most popular one of the most popular artists yeah say, bad bunny also played in the uh, 2019 celebrity game at all-star weekend that's how what? I know him jeez wow, wow. All right, Harrison and, with uh, the you watch the celebrity game <laughs> all right Jeff last but not least Oh, this is for Kale. Oh, that's Napster. I'm not that old. I thought you had more. I thought you did have more. more. How did no, you not get I only em? got three of my. When I see ones. that, I think of Metallica. <laughs> yeah, I got Lord, Nicki Minaj, and Bad Bunny. That's it. You guys don't really. I mean, I guess the youngins take it like. Napster invented the internet of today where everything right. could be stolen and free and like what what is the point of anything but that was like when it first dropped man I was in college it was like freshman year of college and LimeWire and Napster going strong right. and it was like you mean if I just it took hours but I was oh, like I'm hours. gonna download all of this you album I'm gonna download the Kanye West discography you don't understand like my entire life up until that point was like all based on earning money to buy music. Oh, totally, yeah, man. Yes. Totally. I worked, I was a movie theater manager. Yep. Movie, all, throughout, yep, all throughout college, I got, I never hung out with anybody. Also, I could buy music and what happens? Uh, I, worked at, I worked at a grocery store and my two purchases when I was in my like te late teens and 20s, early 20s, and my sole purpose was to make enough money to buy buy booze and, and buy CDs, which were ridiculously expensive. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah 20 yeah, bucks yeah. a piece back then. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you remember, so like Napster and LimeWire, the two things, Family Guy, I was like, that's like the thing everybody would download is like, oh, I got the new Family Guy. And then UFC for some reason, maybe this was just my world, but I like, oh, there's, that was like the only way you could watch UFC fights. And it was it's always like, like 
Gracie. That was LimeWire, wasn't it? When you would download on the, like a, both of them, they kind of were like concurrent. Like yeah. I did the Napster one away in LimeWire. I put yeah. so many viruses on my dad's. Computer. Oh, of course, <laughs> dude. I feel, I feel so bad. The funny back thing on is it. that these things are generational. <laughs> like, so why still, is the computer so slow? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It could be anything. Could be the internet. Anything. I don't know. Internet connection. But the funniest thing is that they uh, my music library because it's been passed down from like those yeah, era yeah. to I have so many mislabeled songs oh. from when I downloaded oh, that was the worst no cover part. you had to go back in and like take the time to correctly label it no right? album information and yeah. like misspelled name and yeah. you're like whatever man it's just like I know who this is yeah. Um, yeah. to this day anyway I, yeah it's uh, so like I was just thinking dude, the 90210 picture uh, it was Brian Austin Green in the in the corner there who later went on to do porn so, all right, there you go. And let's go and wrap there this bad boy up. So, if you want to know more information about Brian Austin Green, yeah, it's also great having you in the lounge, man. Yeah, it's the first, it's the very first. It got, time. It got, it got a little weird right at the yeah. end. I have to it say, got a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll no, think about it. Yeah. Uh, it, it was awesome, um, everybody. We appreciate you guys spending your Thursday afternoon with us. You guys know tomorrow is Casual Friday. You thought Dude. we were casual today? Oh man, I might wear a bathrobe into work. <laughs> be so casual. Underwear. You might wear shorter shorts. Shorter <laughs> shorts. I'm going to be so casual, you guys. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hit that like button on the way out. Make sure to check out one of our longest running partners, I think, Strava Craft Coffee. They're offering a brand new code to everyone for your first purchase. If you haven't tried Strava Craft Coffee yet, you can use DNVR25. That's the code DNVR25 to get 25% off your first purchase of Strava Craft Coffee, which is packed with CBD, of course. So make sure to check them out today, StravaCraftCoffee.com. Use the code DNVR25 at checkout, get 25% off your first purchase.